Sherlay. And I'm Brandy. And welcome back to Unspoken Transitions, where we talk about the nuances of adulthood and the challenges that adults face that people don't really talk about. So, yeah, so today we are talking all about finances, how to budget, um, how to get your financial goals together. And we have the lovely Kat with us. She is the owner of Cat Budgets, where she does all different types of financial coaching and helps people um, feel more empowered financially. So if you need to get your finances right, definitely hit her up. Um, she also offers her services in Spanish too. So if you know someone who might need those services in Spanish, um, she's got you. And I'm going to have Kat tell us a little bit more about herself and how her business kind of came to be. Thank you. Thank you guys for the lovely introduction. Um, I am Kat. Nice to um, be on here. Thank you guys for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, but yes, my name is Kat and I am the owner of Cat Budgets. And um, I actually do financial coaching. So pretty much um, Cat Budgets, I started it, I want to say like um, last year summer of last year. Um, I used to work as a financial coach at a nonprofit that was serving uh, minorities and people of color. And um, I was so passionate. I'm so passionate about financial coaching that I decided to start it as a side business. Um, and I've been able to help a few of my clients, um, you know, get to debt freedom and stack up on savings and, you know, all of that good stuff. Um, just trying to um, help people uh, like you said, feel empowered with their finances because it's something that, you know, growing up in a POC household, sometimes we don't really have those good experiences with money. So um, something that I'm very passionate is to teach financial literacy to people of color just because we don't have those advantages sometimes growing up and we have different experiences than what our counterparts might have. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I Thank love you. that and appreciate the work that you do for real. Thank you. Thank you. So the first question we wanted to ask you is what was your relationship with money growing up versus now? Ah, yes. Okay. So my relationship with money growing up, I feel like uh, it's, yeah, again, you know, growing up in uh, my, my parents are of Central American descent. So my mom is Guatemalan. My dad um, is Salvadoran, but I also, I grew up with my stepdad um, and he's also Salvadoran. So you know, growing up in a Central American home, like we're constantly told, like, you have to save, you have to save, you have to save. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can get told something so many things. And if you are not taught how to do it, you won't do it. I think that was kind of my experience. I feel like um, I was constantly told, like, you have to save, but my parents ran out of the way, like, okay, you have your bank accounts, and then you have to do this with this account, and then do this with that account, or you should separate your money, or... Um, you know, I, I was just told to save and I'm not mm -hmm. trying to bash my parents either because, you know, they obviously are doing okay themselves, but you know, um, I wasn't taught like the ropes that maybe again, some, our counterparts might have been taught from the get go. Right. Like, um, sometimes our counterparts have already investment accounts set up for them. Well, by the time they're 18, they have amazing credit. Whereas we, we have to start from scratch. And, you know, we don't, we're not taught the financial literacy because we don't have that generational wealth. But growing up, I, when I was younger, I want to say like, maybe like seven years ago or so, I was working at a job that I felt like was paying pretty well for what it, you know, for my age, for what it was, for what I was doing. And um, it was a commission-based job. 
And I was just getting paid and spending every single dollar. And I just made sure that I never hit zero. <laughs> as long as like, I, I would probably get close to zero in my bank account as like pretty much every single time that I got paid. Obviously it wouldn't be immediately, but like, you know, as your you know, days would go by and then I would just spend my money. Like I had no, you know, I, I wasn't responsible. So it got to the point where it was actually like right before the pandemic, um, fall of 2019, I was just like, I was, you know, I was living um, in, in a house that my parents did own, but I was renting with roommates. And I was just wanting things that I, I, I wanted to buy things for myself. And I felt like I couldn't afford them. And I was like, why can't I afford these things? Like, I, I am working part time, but I'm also in school. But like, why isn't the money that I have enough? Like, why is everything just going, you know, out of my account? I don't understand. So it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to sit down and see like, where the disconnect here is. And then I was realizing that, okay, I'm literally blowing through my money and just not being responsible the way that I should be. So then I started listing all of my expenses and my income and all of my debts. And I realized that I was in a lot of debt, a lot of debt. And I think at this point, that was what, that was three years ago, four years ago, I was 24. And I was like, why do I have this much debt at 24 years old? This is this should be a crime. This should be a legit crime. Because I'm too young to be having this much debt. And no wonder I feel like I my money doesn't last me. Because I, you know, it's all going away towards debt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward to now, it's been four years in the making. But, you know, um, I've definitely taught myself a lot of financial literacy, um, you know, things that I've picked up throughout the years. I've followed different people um, that post online and that are um, gurus, like financial gurus. And um, I also joined like this cash stuffing community that's on Instagram and on YouTube. So people are just trying to become debt free and just be financially responsible with their money and just, you know, accomplish the goals because we can have goals, but uh, and a lot of people think like you have financial goals, but I think what it really is, is that you have goals that just require money. And, you know, some goals can be like buying a house. That's a goal, but you need money for that. You know, so it, it and you know, it, it takes time to get to that point. But once you have the ropes and, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but once you have the basics down, like you just, it's, it becomes a snowball. You just slowly get your, get, um, start growing, um, with your finances. It takes time, but it's doable. That is true. Yeah. That is so real. Like, especially with the saving part, I feel like growing up in a Haitian household myself, like it was just save, save, save. Um, and for a long time, I didn't know how to spend money for myself. It's almost like I felt guilty, like, dang, I'm supposed to be saving. Like, why am I splurging on things? Or I would try and convince myself that I didn't um, need certain things because I was supposed to be saving. But I've heard so many things of people saying, okay, well, the saving worked for our parents back then, but it doesn't work today because of inflation and all that. I don't know how true that is but it definitely feels like saving just isn't enough anymore yeah yeah I it's definitely that. tough too because I think I was more on it was kind of like where we can save but also inflation and then like I don't know I just feel like it's super hard to save these days because I will 
I will put money aside, but then like something will happen to my car because that expense is so large. It's like, okay, the savings that I just had, it's going straight to that. So it's kind of like you have a rainy day fund, but the rainy day fund is always being consumed by things that kind of pop up in life. So that's something that I've found tough too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hear that. I, I definitely agree this economy, like the savings and just the prices of everything and the wages, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same economy our parents grew up in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And how do you, and like, how, like what's the biggest difference you've seen between the way you used to do it and like what you do like right now? Oh my God. Um, the biggest difference, like honestly, back then, I feel like I would just put everything on my credit card. And um, back then I was so like, sometimes I get really passionate about things. And when I get really passionate about things, I get a little emotional about them and I just kind of get fixated on things. So at that point I was like, I'm going to follow, um, there's this financial guru. His name is Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Mm -hmm. He's kind of extreme with how he does things. And his method is not a one size fits all. But at that point, because I was kind of desperate, I was like, I need to get out of debt right now. Like, I, this can't be my lifestyle anymore. I was so like focused on that. I felt like I was in a very strict budget and I was learning as I was going. And I was like, the money that I'm setting aside or trying to put towards my debt, like I, I can pay off my credit card here. But then, like you said, I just had an expense with my car. I just got into a car accident. Where do I, where do I get that money from? But even though with Dave Ramsey, you save up a thousand dollars, like a thousand dollars in this economy is not enough money. So I hear that, like, you know, it does happen. You do have a rainy, uh, rainy day fund. But I will say there's like 60% of Americans that don't even have um, a $400 emergency fund. Or is it 40? I'm getting mixed up. I think 40%. For, sorry, 40% don't have an emergency fund of $400. Yeah, that's still a lot. Like 40%, like that's almost half of Americans. I think that just exactly. speaks to how expensive things are and yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, that is crazy. And like, yeah. okay, so for those who have like you know the luxury and like the privilege of saving and everything how much do you think people should save like on the regular from their paychecks so that's that's where it kind of like it's not a one-size-fits-all I think it, it really depends because I would literally have to look at someone's expenses um to kind of piggyback on the question from earlier like how I do things different is that I literally see like how much money I have left over now and I start I also started saving towards different things um like I save from me personally I save around $600 a month and 400 is just like towards my emergency fund like rainy day like you guys said like if I god forbid lose a job um need a surgery or whatever it might be like I have a rainy day fund for that my emergency fund but then I also started what's called sinking funds so I save around $200 so those are for things that I know that are going to pop up in the year Christmas um Valentine's Day anniversaries um I have to pay like I I was just talking about this with Brandy but like I have to pay for Disney plus so I set aside an amount every single month to prepare for that expense that I know is going to come up in the middle of the year I wouldn't do that before um, so I would say for someone to the exact amount for someone to save, it might be tough, but I would say like a dollar turns into $2, it turns into $4, it turns into $8. I think a lot of people get so discouraged because they might say like, I'm not saving enough, but it's just like, it's literally just, you have to start with a couple of dollars. It, it, it adds up even your coins. 
like when I went on vacation um, this in the middle of August, my boyfriend and I had been putting coins in our in a coin jar, and that was literally forty dollars, mm. just spare change. So you know that could be gas, you know, for the next two weeks. So um, I would have to definitely assess someone's, um, you know, whole uh, budget and stuff. But it, I would say start with at least a hundred bucks a month. That doesn't hurt you. And if you get paid twice a month and break that down into, into two payments, $50 each paycheck, it'll eventually will add up. That is so true. It's like a ripple yeah. effect of money. No matter how small, at some point, it'll accumulate. And as long as you don't touch it, I'm a firm believer in like, if I save money, me personally, I can't have access to it. So I'll like put it somewhere where like, it'll take three to five business days for me to touch it. So right. like, that's how right. I like save. Yeah. But I know if, other people have more self-control. Like, of course, put it wherever you want. But, like, for those, it's like, you know what? I'll just take five, $10. Then before you know, you take, like, 100 out of the month. Like, I say, <laughs> put it, I mean, it happens to me yeah. so many times. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. put it away. But, like, that is right. such a good point that, like, it accumulates over time no matter how small. Just don't touch it. <laughs> right. Which is so right. real. Exactly. And, you know, that's what you mentioned earlier. Like, um, you know, you feel like you save and then a rainy day happens and you end up having to pull from that. Well, th- it's actually a good thing. That's what that, that's mm-hmm. what that money's there for. You're using it for its intended purpose and you're not and you're preventing yourself from going into debt. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably the most important because then after that, you just have to pay yourself back. No interests. And the interest rates on these credit cards these days is just insanity. So, you know, it's better to pay yourself back and not have to pay someone else back plus interest. So, you know, you're using your emergency fund for its intended purposes. So you, you shouldn't have to feel guilty about those things because life is going to happen. It's not a matter of uh, of if, it's a matter of just when. Okay. I have a question for you then. Okay. Sure. I've heard people <laughs> say if you, okay, they say you shouldn't swipe your card if you can't pay for it twice. What do you think about that? You know, what's funny. That's actually been in my thought process recently because, I actually kind of splurged on something recently and I was like, I shouldn't buy this if I can't afford it twice. And I could, thankfully I could, you know, I, I am blessed. I, I, I'm able to buy it twice, but I agree. Like it depends on certain things, but if you saved up for something like that, I'll, I'll give you just a classic example because we live in a society that people just like to buy things for themselves. And let's just say a, a Louis bag, a Louis Vuitton bag, right? If you want to buy yourself a $1,000 bag, there's nothing wrong with that if you saved up for it. If you're giving, gifting yourself a, a gift, like if you want to gift it to yourself for like Christmas or for your birthday and just say, I deserve it, you do deserve it. But just make sure that you're paying down your debt. Make sure you have a plan to pay down your debt. If you have any, make sure you have savings and save up towards it because then it'll feel better when you do swipe the card. Mm, you know, you, and at that point, you don't have to necessarily afford it twice. But if you've been saving over the course of a month or six months or, uh, or uh, sorry, um, a year or six months, then you deserve it. It, it doesn't matter if you can't afford it yeah. twice. You, you saved up X amount of months to, to buy it. Yeah. What you just described reminds me of like a vacation that I'm saving for. And it's like, I, I couldn't buy the ticket twice, but right. I've been saving for a minute. So exactly. That is yeah exactly I think sometimes we when it comes to money sometimes we think like oh I have to be so strict and so rigid and 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 stick to you know 
people when they hear the word budget they kind of freak out and I've noticed that because I'm like oh budget I don't want a budget I don't want to stick to a budget like that's hard and it's just like no it doesn't have to be as long as you prepare for everything that you like you set aside money for everything that you know you're gonna need like some people like to go out to eat Brandy you have you know your your post you like to go out to eat like if that's part of your budget then who is anyone to tell you how to spend your money or that you're spending too much money on that if you are already if in your when you get paid and you're setting aside money for to go out to eat every single week, then that's how you're choosing to live your lifestyle. Because then you know that over here you're saving $200 and over here you're doing $300. You know what I mean? So like, it's all how you plan for your money because then that's why I always say like, it depends. Like I'd have to see someone's budget because no two budgets are ever going to be the same. We could literally have the same exact budget, but we're probably going to do different things with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's almost like a psychological piece to money too, especially like when it comes to the sinking fund of, okay, wait, I saved up for this. And I haven't really done a sinking fund before, but it sounds like a good way to kind of tackle those other things that come up instead of constantly having to dip into my like big savings. So Right, right. And like, okay, I don't, not that I'm trying to brag or anything, right? But Christmas is coming and I've been saving $100 for Christmas all year, every single month. So right now I have, thankfully, again, uh, $1,100 towards towards Christmas because I've been saving only $100 a month. So, and again, that's aside from my emergency fund. So it, you know, it's just little habits because it's just like, oh, $100 a month. Like if you're able to, uh, obviously grant, given the fact that if you're able to do that, right, if you're able to save that much, like that, that helps because then during Christmas, during the holidays, a lot of people go into a lot of debt, mm-hmm. you know, to, to splurge on their loved ones, which is you know, the the intent is nice, but like if you have to go into debt, then maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, I am adopting that principle 100% because like once it hits, because even if you start in September, I'm just like, okay, now you're pretty much spending every paycheck, like saving towards gifts. And that was me this year. And I told my, I like kicked myself last year. I was like, no, don't do that. Just start saving in January. So like, I feel like for this new year, the extra money, it may not be a crazy amount, but like, it's better to have even $500 like around this time than you're starting right. from square one and now you're spending every paycheck you have and now you're uncomfortable until January. So that is such right. a really great point because a little, yeah. the $50, you save, like it, it helps. It helps later it on. It, it does. Up. It adds up. It adds up. Yeah. Like y- you might think like, oh, $50, like what are you going to spend the $50 on anyways? You know, just set it aside. It, it, you're going to end up spending it for real, like in the future <laughs> for Christmas, but you know, you're going to be better prepared and you know, you don't have to dip into your actual savings or to go into your credit card. Um, it's just having a good plan. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what it is. That's a fact. I would have spent that on like seafood boils or like other snacks <laughs> or anything like that. So that's such a valid point. Yeah. Um, so like, I definitely want to have like a little story time. So what's your perspective on like investing versus saving versus having like multiple streams of income um so okay when it comes to investing and to saving believe it or not they are kind of the same thing because if you're saving up your money like okay I you know think you know gas adios right I recently bought a condo and really really what I did is that I was saving money but then I'm just transferring 
my liquid cash into an investment property or like a, a, an asset, right? Because this condo is still an asset, but instead of having liquid cash now, my savings is now transferred into a, an actual physical asset. So they are technically this similar. They're intertwined. I'm not saying that they're the exact same thing, but they are kind of intertwined. When it comes to investing, the sooner you can start, the better. But, you know, again, it's so gate-kept from people of color. And I know this to be for a fact because there's a lot of, like, jargon and, like, a lingo when it comes to investing. And it's so intimidating and it's, it's like, intentionally so difficult to understand um, because they don't want, you know, unfortunately, it's it's just a gate-kept community, Wall Street and all of that. But, um it's important to start saving for your retirement because that's that tip that's when we're talking about investing it's typically people preparing for retirement like a form of investing is your 401k your 403b whatever um, form of retirement that you might have through your employer um if you're able to obviously get a match through your employer and you know contribute towards your retirement that's definitely a good start um there's also other forms like vehicles of retirement, such as a four, uh, sorry, as a Roth IRA. That's also good for retirement. If you max that out and by max out, I mean, if you contribute the maximum amount allowed, which I think for 2024 is $7,000, which is a pretty penny. But if you divide 7,000 by 12 months, it, it makes it a little, you know, more manageable. It's still an insane amount, but um, if you break down big numbers like that into monthly payments, you can contribute to your Roth IRA. But also, you don't have to contribute the full amount. I think what happens is that people, um, I'm using the Roth IRA here as an example, but like $7,000, some some people might be like, that's way too much money. That's like $600 a month. Like, how am I going to save up that much money towards retirement? I'm barely pay- being able to pay for groceries. Um, people stop themselves from contributing a little bit because they feel like they can't contribute at all. So um, I was reading a book recently um, that's called How to Live Your Rich Life or I Will Teach You to Be Rich, I think. I Will Teach You to Be Rich, uh, to be rich by, by Rami. I forget what his last name is. But um, he says that people, would ra- people stop themselves from doing 80% of the work because they can't get to 100%, if that makes sense. So like if, if I can't contribute 100%, then I'd rather contribute zero instead of maybe doing $5,000. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. if I can't work out seven days a week, I'm not working out at all. And it's like, exactly, you gotta put a little bit when you can work out four. Exactly. exactly. That's, a, that's the exact direct, <laughs> um, yes, comparison that I'm trying to, 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 to reference. So um, it's just but there's so much um, different vocabulary when it comes to that. And it's confusing. And there's a lot of information out there that sometimes it's just hard to really zone, um, zone in on what you want to do or what you need to do for the Roth IRA. But I would say people that are in their 20s, if they're able to start investing, even if it's $20 a paycheck towards um, towards investing in a Roth IRA or, or whatever it is, start now. Because then when you're 50, 60 years old, you're going to have a lot more money than if you didn't start at all or if you started in your 30s or your mid 30s or whatever it is. Um, let's see. I would say that saving is important as well because you need to have savings. Um, I think, especially in this economy that we're going through, um, people are still saying like we're in a recession or we already hit it or we're not going to hit it, whatever it is. And if we do hit it and you don't have savings, then you have to go into debt to sustain yourself. 
And then that can lead you to get into more debt. And then, you know, it might be hard to get a job. So if you're able to have savings to hold you over for at least a month while you get another job, like that's huge because then you're not getting into debt. Um, I know I mentioned earlier that if you're able to start saving like a hundred dollars a month, that's definitely a, you know, a goal to try to do if you're, if you're new to saving and all of that, I would say that the ideal amount that someone should have saved up is at least one month of expenses. So uh, I know that I was mentioning Dave Ramsey earlier. He said that the, that your baby emergency fund should be a thousand dollars and then you pay off all your debt. I think if you're trying to be very responsible in, in this economy, you should have at least a month of expenses mm. saved up just because um, it's just everything is so expensive and it's a nice security blanket. Like when it comes to savings, you have to think of, ins of savings as insurance to life. You know, if something happens to you and you need money, you have it. And if you don't, then you have to use your credit card. And I think that's like a um, something that I see a lot is that people use their their credit cards as their emergency fund and that's not not the wisest thing to do yeah it definitely yeah, adds on, on the like high yield savings account i know i hear that a lot and it seems like it's like a trend almost i sorry the, I, I, the first part cut out what, what did you say yeah um i was just asking about the high yield savings account i hear that a lot it seems like it's kind of a trend i just want to know your take your take on oh. it Yes. Oh my God. I can tell you, I freaking love high yield savings accounts. It's, it is a trend now because a lot of people are trying to really spread financial literacy to um, the world. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that a high yield savings account, it, it can also be intimidating to try to find a good one. I personally have one through Capital One. And um, I think the interest rate is like a 4.7%. So pretty much mm -hmm. what a high yield savings account is, it's literally a savings account but it's typically an online bank. So Capital One, for example, American Express has one, Goldman, um, Marcus by Goldman Sachs has one. Um, there's another one called Ally. So these are typically online savings accounts, but because they're online and they don't have like a brick and mortar location, they're cutting out the middleman and they're able to provide you more, a higher interest because of that. So if you have $100 in there and the interest rate is 4.7%, if I'm not mistaken, then you should be getting $4 at the end uh, of, a, of the month. I remember when I was trying to buy my condo, I had my some of my savings in, in a high yield savings account, most of my savings. And at one point, I was getting just like $18 a month. Just here's here's the interest that we're, that we're paying you for having your money there. So a high yield savings is where you should park your emergency fund. So if you have five to ten thousand dollars even up to twenty thousand dollars saved up it, probably even more the more money you have in your save in your high yield savings account the better the more money they're gonna they're gonna pay you so i would say think of a high yield savings account as like a credit card when you get into debt they charge you interest and then if you don't if you're only paying the minimum payment the next month they're charging you interest um your what your balance was interest from the previous month and then interest on the interest so the high yield savings is the same concept, but in the opposite. Instead of charging you, they're paying you. Because if you have $100 the first month, and then they paid you $4 in interest, the next month you have $104 in your account, and then they're going to pay you interest on the 104 instead of just 100 So the high yield savings is literally the opposite. 
they're paying you for having the money there and you're getting paid on the interest after that. And it's just like a snowball. Um, I could not recommend high yield savings accounts enough, honestly enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I freaking love them. <laughs> I have all of my emergency fund in there and my sinking funds. I have most of that money in there because it's nice to get a little extra dollars, you know, especially in this economy. Yeah. Yeah. Here y'all get yourself some high yield savings. Account. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is so real. And yeah, like that is, I heard of high yield savings, didn't really touch it. Um, but this definitely encouraged me to do so. Cause it's true. You put some money in there, you get some free money back. So it's like, why not yeah, just yeah. like hop on it? Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my, I, one of my clients, like she hadn't heard about them before. And now she has like a really good amount of savings after we got her out of debt. And even her, she still gets surprised. She's like, I got paid this much this month for 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 the interest on the higher savings and I was like yes girl that's <laughs> what we're here for like you know that they're amazing higher savings accounts are the best that is yeah. so amazing um yeah. so like it's amazing how you like you had a journey where you started off where you were like spending a lot right and then now you discovered it you figured it out you realized it was like a financial literacy issue you overcame it now you're like pouring back into other people and helping others so like a lot of people are still stuck at the overspending part. So like, why do you think people overspend so much? And like, where does it stem from? Okay, so this is like a great, great question. And it's an amazing conversation that we can um, jump into. So there's a lot that can cause someone to overspend and where it might stem from or where it does typically stem from is childhood and environment. So um, a lot a lot of what money is is psychological it's emotional it's mental it's your personal experience growing up like if you grew up in a household that didn't have that much money then when you start making money when you're older you still have that scarcity mindset unless you have a lot of good financial literacy tools that you've learned before you started making money you're probably going to be spending all the money that you receive because you're still stuck on the scarcity mindset, like I, I don't have enough, or I need to now that I have this, like I need to buy this because I didn't have it before, you know, mm. a, a lot of things, a lot of money has to do with a lot of the concept, a lot of the concept of money has to do with with psychology, and it, it's emotional, it's mental, it's, uh, it, there's also trauma, you know, again, going back to people of color, primarily people of color. And I studied criminal justice in school. So um, I, I have a very good, you know, idea and knowledge of the systems and the institutionalized racism, and how that impacts literally every single aspect of a person of color's life. And even if you don't think it does, it still does. So, you know, for example, we might grow up hating banks, so we might, when we get older, we're like, I don't trust banks because banks were taking money from my parents. My parents were overdrafting. And then when they sought out the help, they didn't get the help that they needed. So, you know, um, when it comes to banks, you just have to really have a good plan for, for, the, for the banks. But um, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but I, what I wanted to say is that a lot of it stems from where you come from honestly, like where you, how you grew up and um, the, what you saw growing up, what the relationship with money was growing up and that can cause you to overspend, but that is not all of it. 
because at the same time, we are also in a very difficult economy. So, you know, you can be making money and still have money left over, but you're not, if you feel like you're spending a lot, you are, there's inflation. Inflation was, a, was crazy high last year. I remember I was tracking it because I was also working with youth. So we would share with the youth like, hey, and I think inflation got to like 9.2% at one time. And, and we were like, yeah. um, you know, we were telling the, the youth like what that meant. So um, you're spending more because everything has gone up in price due to inflation. But at the same time, wages haven't gone up the way that they should have. And then groceries are expensive. You have credit card minimum payments. You have car minimum uh, car loan payments you have student loan payments all of that gets subtracted from what you're what you're taking you know what you're getting paid from so mm -hmm. it's a lot that can that, that all of that can amount to a lot of money that gets deducted and then you feel like you don't have anything left over because you're just trying to survive in this economy this economy is very tough 100%. it's very tough yeah yeah and if you don't teach yourself or try to figure out the the or seek help right if you don't seek the right help or the right tools to manage your money in the right way you can spend that money quick and mm -hmm. you know yeah that is so real I definitely was on the end where I you know I like pretty much just did the traditional route where I just went to school I didn't work and then when I had my summer jobs I just spent everything but you know you're not thinking of it because you're living at home right. maybe whatever and then now exactly you have a full-time job and you're just spending and spending and spending and it's just like I just got paid on like Friday. Why is it Monday? And I have $10 in my bank account. Right. So that is right. so real. It is like psychological. It's like now that I have it, I want to do whatever I want with it. But also in doing that, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in the future. But funny enough, on the other end, um, I know Brandy shared a little bit about this with me. Like personally, she was saying how she doesn't like to spend money a lot. Like she is a person that has the money, saves it and like has trouble to like enjoy it and just like keep spending it so yeah I don't know Brandy you want to share a little bit more on that I don't want to like I feel like I'm trying to find the balance because <laughs> I do like nice things too and I want to enjoy them but I think I'm very much so like stuck in that mentality that I grew up with of okay you have to save it but sometimes I'm like okay I think I'm good like I can spend it but it's almost like I have to justify yeah. everything that I need um, and I feel like that's not fair to do to myself either. So like, do you have any recommendations for kind of finding that balance? I'm really starting to budget. Like in the past year, I've started to budget um, and go be a little stricter about it to yeah. be like, okay, I can spend this. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But you see how it's interesting. Like you grew up saying, getting told like you need to save and you were probably taught how to implement saving or maybe your parents would. I don't want to speak for you, but sometimes it is that parents have kids that their kids start working and then they'll take half of their check and maybe they'll save that money for them or they'll use that for expenses for the house or whatever it is. Maybe it gets implemented in them. You need to save money or put money away for X, Y, and Z reason. So maybe um, that might've been the case with you and now you're able to save because of that. And I applaud you because that's something that you were raised with, you know, like you were taught you need to save and then it stuck with you and now you've been able to save. Whereas, you know, me and me and Shirley, we Shirley, we like grew up like, okay, we were told to save. But now that I, you know, I, I had my little jobs, like, I just want to spend the money because I, at home, 
I can speak for myself. I didn't have that many responsibilities. My mom didn't really tell me to pay rent or I was just paying my cell phone, you know? And then at one point I did get a car, but, um, you know, it's, it, it has a lot to do with how you were brought up with money at, mm-hmm. at, when, and you start realizing these things that you get as you get older, because you usually take the exam, the example from how you, who, who was raising you, honestly, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I would say a, a tip or some advice is, I mean, obviously, like I follow you on TikTok and I think something that you genuinely enjoy is you going out to eat and, you know, your, your um, reviews, I really enjoy them. You literally post such amazing food and reviews. Um, I would just say like find things that give you joy because it can be, it's fine to be, you know, have a budget and stick to your plan, but at the end of the day, life is also made to enjoy, you know, that's why we, we, we have these goals, but at the same time, we want to enjoy, especially with our loved ones Mm -hmm. and, you know, life is short and we work hard to be able to enjoy these things. You know, I know that you work hard. I know that Charlotte works hard. I work hard. It's, it's okay to indulge in these things because at the end of the day, you also deserve it. Mm -hmm. you you know you you deserve it you work hard for for where you you've worked hard for where you are at and for where you're going yeah I appreciate that and I definitely want to like get that together because I know like as much as we were influenced by our parents like our future children and families will be influenced by us so that's something that I think about too of what example would I want to set for them Right, right, right. I I would even say like, um, I do a lot of like savings challenges. So I buy, there's like a whole community. I buy a lot of like savings challenges where um, I can dictate pretty much what I want to use that money for. So mm-hmm. Shirley said that she's um, saving up for a vacation. So I have, I don't have it done right now, but there's like a 100 envelope savings challenge that you there's 100 envelopes cash envelopes like even if they're not cash envelopes, but they're 100 envelopes you number them from one to 100 and then you cash stuff whatever number you pull out so if I took out the $50 cash envelope I put $50 in that envelope and I do that for all of them for all 100 at the end of you finishing cash stuffing all of those 100 envelopes you have $5,050 saved yeah so then at that point, you can decide, I want to go to Europe, or I want to get myself a bag, because you just kind of made it fun to save for that. Yeah. And or you're you were really intentional, and you knew that you wanted to use this for savings, or maybe I want to start because uh, you know, you mentioned kids, what if if you feel like you're, if you want maybe set up a different goal, because you still want to save, maybe you can open up a 529. It's never too late for that or too early for that like if you want to have kids you can start a 529 investment account for them now and start saving up for college mm-hmm. and then you know it it just maybe if you find fun ways to save and then tell yourself I'm going to use this to go out some or go or treat my treat my man to a nice little weekend or something like that whatever it could be like just you can use savings challenges to make it fun and then decide after what you want to use it for mm-hmm. or before whatever works yeah, yeah I, love that. I love that yeah yeah, I can yeah. send you guys some saving shots. Like I have so many, like my, my, I, cause I also make them. So my boyfriend, um, he has like a star Wars, uh, savings challenge box. So that. it's instead of, <laughs> yeah, instead of a hundred envelopes, I, I made 52 for him. So if you do that one, you're cash stuffing one cash envelope per week. 
So mm -hmm. 52 envelopes, there's 52 weeks in a year. That one you just cashed off once a, once a week. And at the end of you um, cash stuffing all 52 envelopes, you'll have $1,378 saved up. So he, with that one, actually wants to use that to pay off our cruise that's due in May. So, you know, things like that. It just makes it fun. You're finding different ways to, um, to save for things. And, and it's just fun, literally. Yes. I love yeah. that. Keeping it fun, keeping it light. Like, yes, yeah. you're saving, but it's kind of like at the end of it, you have a little treasure box, which is like exactly. amazing. So I encourage, exactly. all, I encourage all listeners to like yeah. try that, yeah. make it fun. Um, yeah. We have one last question for you to close sure. off. And what is the number one, what is the best advice you would give to somebody who's like, who has a bad relationship with money? Like what's one piece of advice you would give them? Um, stop using credit cards. Stop paying, stop getting into debt. No, um, <laughs> I would say if you feel like you have a bad relationship with money, I think even though it's a hard pill to swallow, just literally print out a couple of months of your bank statements, categorize, uh, track your spending, categorize what you've spent on. So this month I spent $500 eating out and then I spent $100 here and I spent $500 here, whatever it is, categorize that. Then make a plan with that. Actually, no, before you make the plan, categorize your spending, then look at your income. Am I making enough money to cover my expenses or am I in the red? If I'm in the red, what are two things you have to do two of one of two things you either have to cut back on what you're spending on or you have to increase your income so also kind of to go back on your question from earlier where you were saying multiple streams of income i think there's definitely like a hustle culture um that you know that's very popular in society these days and i feel like not everyone is cut out for that and that's totally okay like you don't have to work multiple jobs if you don't want to especially if you're able to cut back create a plan with your money and just be a little responsible and save. But if you feel like um, you have to, if, if what you, if what you are like your expenses is not a, your income is not enough to cover your expenses, then I would say then at that point, you probably do have to get another job to make sure that you're covering and breaking even. And then maybe you can save after that. Um, but you don't have to work multiple jobs. If, if, if you can not do that, I would probably say don't unless you just want to save extra money or pay off your debt like I can speak from experience like I work nine to five I'm salaried and then but I have my campus financial coaching business but I also just started working part-time at a grocery store because I want to pay off some of my debt you know mm -hmm. I'm kind of forcing it with the hustle here but that's because I have a goal to pay off my debt you know mm -hmm. so but if if it's okay to do that if you want to but if you don't want to then you try to make it work within your expenses within your income to cut back on your expenses and save even if it's a dollar or two um again we're just so caught up with like oh i'm never gonna have that much money saved up i literally if you save a dollar for one week at the end of the month at the end of the year you could have 52 dollars saved you can use that for something else like it, it, a little amounts add up and i and i, I want to encourage people to save as much as they can i think that's the most important thing especially in today's economy yes we really like your expertise yes thank yes. you thank where you can the people follow you if they need coaching where can they find you um so i actually have if people if anyone is interested um in financial coaching 
I actually have a website. My website is catbudgets.com. So C-A-T-budgets.com. That's also my Instagram handle. Um, I'm also on YouTube because I do share like my debt-free journey and I do share how I budget my own money. Um, and I share, you know, how I spend my money sometimes. <laughs> um, and yeah, th- those are those are where you guys can find me. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for coming and sharing your knowledge and expertise. And we thank everyone who is listening right now. Um, If you definitely follow Kat, and um, if you also like this content, feel free to subscribe, like, um, share with a friend who would like this content. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course.